0: Welcome everybody back. You are listening to another episode of Good Story. It's been a while since you've heard this voice, so you are welcome.
1: Not missing anything. I
0: am back, Jack.
1: I'd like to thank all of our sponsors, first of all, before we get going, because these guys always make fun of me. So I'd like to thank Nutricost, Nutricost.com. Nutricost is a local company that's here. We'd like to send a shout out to men and Nutricost. We haven't been out to the office lately. Also bucked up, bucked up energy drinks. They also have supplements, just like well, I shouldn't say just like NutraCost, but we order some lion mane and some. I hate apple cider vinegar because you know me, gut the health chair is everything. on your chest, yo. But the gummies, oh yeah. this, this you gummies. cannot taste it. This
2: apple cider gummy from NutraCost. Oh man, my god! Thanks,
1: man. And then we, what else did we order? Oh, elderberry, because it's that season. You know, know, flu. You
2: need need the vitamins. You need the vitamins. Get on
1: Nutri-Cost. N-U-T-R-I-S-T dot com. Nutri-Cost. And then Bucked Up. And we also like to thank our Cup Cup Bop sponsors, Korean Barbecue in a Cup. Uh, My face is not on the billboard, but the boy's face. When's
2: the billboard going to go up?
1: Oh, they took it down. So what they're doing is uh, they're doing a a media thing because it's season. So they're trying to get something they're going to put up in the stadium and all that. Sorry, we're talking about. The person that the only person that we're related to that's a little famous is Kingsley. Yeah. So we love Kingsley. We yeah, like so, Kingsley too. Yeah. So we we have that. I also like to thank uh, Blander Investments and e-bikes. Oh, it's Savage e-bikes. We still haven't got our e-bikes, but anybody we, else? We, we got
0: the e, but not the bike. Oh
1: yeah, and Savage Fish. Savage Fish. T and Carry oh, They're actually opening up a second location in Murray. Was it Murray or Mill Creek?
0: Mill Creek. My neighbors,
1: yeah. So, Chuck, our guest here is neighbors of the Ofengawe's, and uh, like to congratulate Moana. We went to the wedding that they had over there at their house, and uh, tea didn't cook anything, so the food was great. (laughs) Nice, what was there? So, they had squid luau, oh, uh, kalua pork, that shrimp steak,
3: smells really
1: good, two different kinds of poke. They had spicy and uh, shoyu poke. Poke is raw fish, if you guys don't know. And so that's our other sponsor, Savage Fish. If you go buy your dinner from 5 to 7 p.m. every night, you get 25% off if you mention Good Story. story. Yeah, and they're located here off State Street across from University Mall next to Joe's Cafe. I like Joe's. He's not a sponsor, so i have to go talk to him. I like yeah. those dollar pancakes to have at Joe's Cafe. Ooh. Jason,
3: you've been there. Love Joe's.
1: Yeah, Joe. Joe's. Joe's good people. He just long winded, man. Because by the time he's done talking to you, your eggs will be cold. But anyways, yeah. So let's 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 introduce our our guests that we have today. Um, They are part of a company called the firm,
4: Harris Investment Group.
1: Harris Investment, but why are you giving us are you giving us wrong information? No, that's
2: just the website, the firm. That's what that's on the website, right? It's the firm. Yeah.
1: Anyways, is Harris Investment Group, and we actually they actually own the building that we're in right now. So hopefully oh. they'll give us a discount this month on some rent because <laughs> we're out of business hours right now. So I mean, and I'm I'm looking for an
0: office myself.
1: <laughs> huh? What are you looking for an office for? You open a massage Probably We already have one upstairs.
2: Oh, okay. Massage therapy.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh right. In our our, yeah. Is that okay? You sure, man. Yeah. You know, I was going to say something I shouldn't because our bishop might be listening. But anyways, yeah. we already Long have office. a massage therapist yes. office already here in the upstairs. and We have some great neighbors. But anyways, back to Jason. Jason Harris. He's the puppy and sitting in here with our group because he just told us he's 30-something years old. Young buck. Young buck. But that's good. Yeah. I don't even remember what I was like at 37. Probably the same as I was at this age. Anyways, Jason. So, Jason, tell us a little bit about yourself and tell us a little bit about your company, Harris Investments.
4: Yeah, thanks so much, guys, for having me. Appreciate it. I actually just got back from Amarillo, Texas, where I'm from. Uh, Just had a family reunion. 87 people showed up. It was (laughs) was pretty fun. Nice. A bunch of extended family I hadn't seen in a long time. Amarillo. Amarillo. Amarilla. Amarilla.
1: Amarilla. Sorry. Fl- where is that? You fly into where? It's Dallas?
4: South of Dallas. Dallas, and then you have to it's a forty minute flight from Dallas. It's the north panhandle. Yeah, up at the mm. top. You can smell the herd lots from her first. Stron's
1: he he used to live in Texas, but he like lived there for like a speckle in time and he thinks he's a Texan. From you know.
4: to Texas. Okay. It's a big state. Drive yeah. all day and still be in Texas. Amarilla. <laughs> Amarilla, But that's
1: not how they spell it.
4: No, that's not how they spell <laughs> it, no. <laughs> it's howdy, y'all. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, no, it was, it was good to be back home. I'd get back there maybe once a year or so.
1: So, because we're Polynesian, we always associate everything with food. Tell us what you had at family reunion.
4: Let's see. Brisket, um, ribs. Smoked? Smoked ribs, yes. Mm. It's very good. Uh, coleslaw, potato salad. And then we had a homemade pizza for dinner.
1: My mouth wow. is watering they, right yeah. now. They went with the homemade pizza with the yeah. pizza oven outside. Really
4: good. Oh. They brought in, yeah, these big ovens and cooked the pizza right there on site. It was really good.
1: Nice. So uh, Texas has the best barbecue in the country?
4: I should say yes. Um, we we do a lot of investing in Kansas City. There's mm. a place <laughs> called Oklahoma Joe's, Baby Kansas Mac Ribs. Joe's. Yeah. And their ribs and brisket are hard to beat. I grew up in Emeril. There's wow. not a whole lot of money there. Yeah. <laughs> so I ate poor man's barbecue. I think if I went to Dallas or Austin or San Antonio, it'd probably be a little different. But right now, KC's got it made. I, think, I heard so. a lot
0: about Kansas City having good barbecue.
1: Yeah, the baby back ribs, the South Carolina.
4: Kansas City, not
1: South Carolina. Who cares? But, anyways. Yeah, Casey ribs.
4: Joe's. If you're out in Kansas City, you got to know. check it out. Thank you,
1: Jason. All right.
3: It's
4: in a gas station. And you what? know it's what? good if people are lining up waiting okay. an hour and a half in the humid.
2: In a gas station. Do you guys own that gas station? We don't. Okay. No, I'd like to. That's the problem. You guys should own that gas station. You guys are. <laughs> We're going to get to that. We're going to get to what,
1: what what they got. But speaking about gas stations, out in Texas, I, I've been out to Texas. I frequent texas a little bit with business but you've been everywhere yeah so uh they got a gas station there that i like their brisket sandwich bucky's oh bucky's Bucky's is good i like their brisket sandwiches and their uh what do you call pecans or whatever those nuts that they they roast and
0: it's pecans
1: well it's like amarilla (laughs) (laughs) awesome awesome so how many days is your family reunion because paul just have family reunions they're like week-long
4: I went down Wednesday and just got back yesterday, so oh, five, oh. five days. Yep. Okay,
1: so we're not the only ones that overdo it.
4: it the the uh, it was actually only two two and a half days, I guess. Truly, but uh, I went a little early. My uncle was retiring. Oh, uh, nice! Worked for a company for forty two years. Not a lot of people wow. stay with the same company. Mm. Came right out of high school, graduated, or uh, finished his career with the same company. And so. 42 years? Right a early. Man, yeah. I
1: can barely make it in a day in 42 minutes. <laughs> great, 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 great. Well, Jason, he he's part of Harris Investment, and his partner is Chuck. Mm-hmm. And Chuck, he has a French name. We'll go ahead and... Matheny. Matheny. Mm-hmm. Chuck Matheny. And Chuck, tell us a little bit about yourself, Chuck. Uh,
3: I grew up in Calgary, Alberta, Canada.
1: Oh, Canada. Chuck, can you move oh, a little Canada. bit closer to the mic? Yeah, Sorry. Yeah, you can pull the mic close to you. All right,
3: I'll pull it closer. There you go. My
1: wife is Canadian.
3: You know, my wife is Canadian.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're Canadian, but I'm not Canadian. <laughs> I mean.
3: So we have that in common.
1: Yeah, she's yeah. Canadian. So you from from Canada- Calgary. Yeah, Okay.
3: Calgary, and then I went to BYU and ASU and kind of traveled around the country doing commercial real estate. Nice. So it was uh, a lot of fun. Spent some time in Dallas and a little time in Boston, a little time in Arizona, and, and all my kids moved to Utah, so we're in Utah. Nice. So it's uh, it's been fun. Oh, love Utah. I
1: see. I see you. You did something different with the earphones because it's. Are they, one, are they one, crooked? No, one is not in, but it's okay. Whatever works for you, Chuck. Okay. <laughs> so Cal, Calgary that that has four seasons, or it's just because every time I think about Canada, I just think it's frozen tundra. No,
3: oh, no, no. They have lovely summers. Yeah. Lovely Summers. Yeah. In fact, I, I the best drive in the country is uh, is a scenic drive from Banff to. Jasper, one of the top drives in the whole country, uh, just outside of Calgary. So, How many there. hours from here to get there? Oh, it's a long ways from here. What, yeah. Is 10 hours or so. Oh, that's, that's not bad. Nice. fast drive. <laughs> good
1: fishing, good fishing.
3: All the way there, good fishing.
1: Ch- Chuck and I have that in common. Yep. Sometimes you'll come by our office and they'll say, gone fishing. Because <laughs> nice. I'm not trying to be here. Yeah. But you know that, my cousin fished too. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> He doesn't catch what I catch, but he tries.
2: That's
1: great. Awesome. So you guys run a, I don't well, what is the defined, uh a real estate company? Uh, what, yeah. Talk talk to us about it. We, we're, we're interested. Because the thing is, our audience love to hear about, we, we got to get people that, you know, help us fix our credit, you know, buying homes, eating. We've got all kinds, drug users. Oh, sorry. Everything. Why are you
2: looking at sorry. me? Sorry.
1: No, I'm just saying, you know. You guys are going to find a little bit about our background. It's pretty colorful. Not mine. I'm pretty boring. But tell us a little bit about Harris Financial. Harris, first, Harris and Harris, right? Yes. Okay. H-
4: Harris Investment Group. Started out just uh, me building my own portfolio. I never intended to own an asset management firm that we are today. Chuck came along five or six years ago, but uh, it started out with me at BYU 2005. I moved up here. Grew up Growing up in Amarillo, times were tough. Um, My dad struggled financially. He was laid off a couple times, and so I just knew financial independence was going to be up to me if something was going to be better than what my parents had. I grew up in a great family. They taught us to believe in ourselves, chase our dreams, and so anyhow, I saved 75% of everything I made in high school and uh, invested it with a broker at Edward Jones, set up a joint account with my dad. Met with a financial advisor every year to kind of talk about investing. And he kind of helped me learn what other asset types there were out there. So when I came to BYU, I uh, learned more about real estate, read rich dad, poor dad, and other books. And mm-hmm. so I wanted to, That's a great book. Yep. Yeah. Instead it's of pay rent, Robert Kiyosaki. That's right. Yep. Instead of, uh, paying rent, I wanted, uh, I wanted Leroy to pay me rent. Uh, yeah. So Yeah. <laughs> and man,
1: we do
0: it faithfully. Why are you guys laughing? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, I'm day. just laughing cuz Chuck's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> what what'd you yeah. do in high school, Jason?
3: Uh Pizza Hut, Sonic. <laughs> That's what it the was. The regular high school yeah. stuff, right. yeah. Jason was a four, four sport athlete. I was. Nice. He was wow. quarterback of the football team and point guard in the basketball team and he had some he had some game. Did you oh.
1: did you play here in BYU?
4: No, I wish I would have. I uh, went on my mission to Argentina, and then when I came back, everyone on my travel team played a D2 or D1 ball, mm. um, but I was the only nice. one actually on the team that didn't. So I didn't play basketball for the two years, and I think I kind of lost the love and passion for it, and I was ready to have success in business and move on in a career. and A different sport. I wasn't going to go anywhere with it other than, you know, I, I probably oh, could have rode the bench. So <laughs> Well, Jimmerford yeah. actually lived at Glenwood with me during that time, and I remember thinking, like, I could probably beat him in a shooting contest. <laughs> then as he, as he continued to excel, I thought, no way will I ever get close. <laughs> that man is at another level. So, Oh,
3: that's yeah. cool. Jimmer.
4: Yeah, Charles yeah. Abuo and Jimmer, they, they were in our uh, Glenwood uh, housing area, and so I got to see them quite a bit. Yeah, Strong's
1: used to hang out at Glenwood all the time, too.
4: Uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> Did you guys end up buying Glenwood?
4: I wanted to. That was actually a part of the passion. I looked at how much rent I was paying, and they're packing us into those little rooms. And
1: You shared a room?
4: Yeah, shared a room in the mm-hmm. back. I mean, that's all I could afford. And so anyhow, numbers always have come easy to me. And so I I got to a point where I learned that I could owner-occupy a fourplex and put a lot less down because I didn't have enough money to buy it as an investment property. But if you live in it for a year, you mm-hmm. can put a lower down payment and so I used an FHA loan product only put 3% down on a $440,000 fourplex and PG while still in school and my sales job. While still in school. I was at, I was working part-time in a sales job, made about 30000 a year, which is quite a bit for part-time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was enough with the rent income from the fourplex and my income from my day job to qualify for the mortgage. And so we moved into one unit, rented out the other three, and the other three units covered all of our expenses. Right. And since I was financially minded, the money I would have been paying in rent, 800 to to $1,000, I continued to put in the brokerage account, which I did when I was in high school. And that helped me save up for the next duplex, the next fourplex, and got to a point in my late 20s, I'd built up about a 7,500-unit portfolio. That's and amazing. People... That's
2: amazing.
1: <laughs> that Thank is you. crazy. So tell me, Shit. the first step that people got to know, like you don't just work at Pizza Hut and buy a fourplex. <laughs> what What is the steps that you would take if you were to tell a high school kid right now? Because when I was in high school, I was trying to buy Jordans. You know, I was, I was trying to waste my money. But what is the motivation behind it? Because I know you said that your family didn't come from a lot of financial stability. Did that getting you know, laid off and all that stuff, which is kind of the background a lot of us are. Mm-hmm. What would be the first thing that you would tell a high school kid that's listening to us right now?
4: You absolutely need to start with investing in yourself and your knowledge. And that's where I turned to the books. And I learned from people who were doing what I wanted to do. And I emulated what they did to get to the success that they're having. And for me, that was investing in my future, sacrificing today for a better tomorrow, and then Mm. letting those assets, as they accumulate, buy the Jordans and buy all the fun toys. But you first... Yeah, well... It came sooner than I thought. My wife and I took a class at BYU, and we were told by uh, Brian Sudweeks, who's the head of finance there mm-hmm. at BYU, that the first 15 of your marriage, if you're sa- if you're willing to sacrifice, then the rest of your life, you know, you can enjoy a, a meaningful, you know, great lifestyle. And uh, we're going on 14 years. 15 hasn't even happened, and I'm living nice. a life I never thought I would be able to ever, coming from Amarillo. Uh, at thirty-seven country. years old. At thirty-seven, it's, so. Jason,
2: it's Amarilla.
1: Amarilla. <laughs> That's what? Right. He's in Texas. Uh, if he was in Texas, he it Amarilla. Strong's but you're in Utah. To
3: keep it real. He's trying yeah. to keep
1: it yeah. real. Potato, potato.
3: So, we Jason,
1: Jason. So, what is the one? Like, give us one book that you would tell a high school kid to read. Go get right now, because the kids are always looking at this phone. Let's do it. Let's do it. The old school. Go get back to the basics. What is the one book that you would tell them? I want you to go read this one book to start.
2: Mm, besides the book of mormon, mormon well, well, i mean it could be like i know you're having trouble thinking about it, it could be like two or three like your top three if, if you can't think of one rich dad poor dad helps
4: you with mindset and i think that's the one that challenges you because where else are we learning financial literacy in the school system we're learning it from our parents yeah. and my parents were broke and made a lot of uh, uninformed decisions. Paycheck were, to paycheck. Yeah, That's our parents. Paycheck yep. to paycheck, and, and trying to make the dollar stretch as far as they could. Mm. And so they had good intentions, but they where did they learn it? You know, they learned it from their parents. And my right, that lineage, you know, all struggled financially. And so for me, I needed someone that challenged the belief system of what to do financially. And rich dad, poor dad, con- completely changed what I understood money to do and what it can mean. To put it into practice, however, um, how to buy real estate, how to buy, let's see, how to buy real estate with low to no money down by Brandon Turner Mm. actually gives you steps and a process in order to get started when you're in your early years and what you can can do. Can you say
2: that again? What's the name of that book? How to uh,
4: buy real estate with low to no money down by Brandon Turner. And then lastly, if I can, the one that built upon it was uh, uh, multifamily millions. And that one started Mm. to talk about apartment complexes and bigger properties and how doing it on a duplex or a fourplex is the same as doing it on a 200 to 300 unit apartment complex, which helped me leapfrog when I was in my early years doing smaller properties into much bigger properties, which we do now.
1: It's amazing because you're a full-time student making $30,000 on a part-time job, married, and you were able to start with a fourplex.
4: And it was because there was rental income from the property that they could help me qualify for a bigger mortgage. Because when I went to Wells Fargo to get qualified, they said all I could afford was a $270,000 home. And there wasn't a lot of
3: $270,000 homes then, and there's there's certainly not any now. Yeah, not now. And and one of the things that's unique to Jason is that for, what, the first 10 years, every single property that you lived in had some kind of a rental component, right? It did, yeah. yeah.
1: Like a mother-in-law apartment? So
3: you you sacrificed for many years. We lived in fourplexes,
4: duplexes, and lots of multifamily units, and then eventually single-family homes that had legal accessory apartments or mother-in-law apartments. I even had a home that had two other spaces that I could rent out. And so for the first 10 years, we didn't pay any housing cost because the income from the property was able to cover all of our expenses. Mm. And for uh, my wife's... Christmas present on our 10 year anniversary, I decided to not extend the leases to the basement <laughs> tenants and we converted it to a theater room, a game room, a weight room
3: and nice. she loved it. And, wow, uh, that'd be tough for so me. That's man. 10, 10 years of sacrifice and it paid yep. off. Man. With,
0: with uh, inflation and with high cost of living, is that possible to do nowadays to, to invest into like a fourplex or Buying another home right now, Jason?
4: You know, it's certainly a lot harder to do now. However, I absolutely think that you can still do it now.
1: Even with the interest rates they are right now? It's at 7% right now.
4: Yeah, it is. Not every property is going to pencil anymore. However, what has happened to rental rates in Utah as well? Mm. So if you started to look at a four-bedroom, five-bedroom house, if you're single, that you could rent out to your buddies and and charge it per room, or, you know, in my case, I liked multifamily units because I had more income that I could generate. You take the higher rental income amounts that you can now charge and offset it with the higher financing cost, it's still significantly lower after you back out interest costs, property taxes, insurance, and, and, you know, any other operational costs that you have to keep the property because of principal reduction Appreciation and tax benefits that you can generate from the property. Uh, you know, if you're a single person, you're probably paying six hundred, eight hundred dollars mm-hmm. a month potentially, and if yep. you're a family, it's going to be hard to find something under fourteen hundred. And so,
1: I would love to have fourteen hundred with Chuck's rent over here. <laughs> love it. I would love it. But besides the point, with all that coming about as a as a young person that's trying to get into real estate, what are the key elements of being able to walk into a place and getting a loan because a lot of people don't have that type of money to put down on an apartment or if they were going to buy a multi-unit thing what 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 would you suggest the the, the top three things they got to do walking into a loan and, i mean a, a bank is saying i'm I'm gonna go see if i can get this loan so, it's not uh, working at pizza hut
4: no no that's <clears> true um i could talk an hour or more on this leroy but i'll try to keep it as simple as i can um Having better credit helps. You're going to get a better interest rate. Um, the more money you can save up, the better. However, there's all kinds of creative ways to have the capital to to purchase your first property. Um, some of the things Carrie and I did, my wife and I, in our early years, is she got her license, and I would negotiate purchasing properties with a higher buyer's agent commission. And so what that means is I could go to the bank and get a 95% leveraged loan. I need to put 5% down. But I would negotiate for the sellers to cover my closing cost and offer a five percent buyer's agent commission at closing. So I put the five percent down, and I get the five percent right back in the commission, and so it's a no money down deal. Mm. I've purchased a lot of properties where I walk away with money and owning the property and I didn't put a dime of of my Your own money. money into it because of commissions, credits. You can get credits from the lender, you can get credits from I don't think we're
1: going to the
2: same bank. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know I mean yeah. I don't think
2: we're going to the no, same Jason, people. What you just said, is that just paperwork that you're talking about? Like the 5% commission? Like when you go well, to the bank no, and your Jason wife No, Jason, he's the, negotiating that. No, he's negotiating, but yeah. what I'm saying is that's just paperwork. Cuz the bank sees that your wife's the realtor or whatever, you're the buyer or whatever, and then that's just that's, it's a game, right? I
4: still want to see that you've sourced the 5% that okay. you can't state
1: that income though. Is that was that what you
4: no, stated income <clears> loans are. That's pre two thousand
1: eight. Yeah, but so right. what I'm saying is, how are they giving you that loan with just your? It's not just on credit, I and mean, it's not just on Pizza Hut. No,
4: no, 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 no. They're still qualifying your debt to income based on how much money right. you make. I'm I'm giving you ideas on how to creative have ideas. The capital, the initial. debt Oh, payment okay, funds. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then we could discuss the income, but the actual capital sometimes is tough for people to save up enough to, to buy a property. And if you can be creative by getting your license and, you know, having a spouse perhaps get the commissions you can get the money right back. You could borrow money from grandma. You could borrow money from Leroy. I'm sure he'd be willing to, I, I,
1: all I got to say is my cousin, his wife is a realtor. Well, she licensed. She knew people. Okay. So anyways, yeah. it's just sparking people. stuff right now. Yeah. We're, we're trying to, you know, I've,
4: I've borrowed money on credit. I've borrowed money on HELOCs. I've borrowed money on a car. My granddad and I restored a pickup truck when I was a young kid. When he passed away, I, I inherited it, but they still had it in their garage back in Texas in Amarilla. And mm. uh, I actually did a car loan against the property or against the car, car the truck, yeah. and used the fifteen thousand dollars as my down payment money to buy the property. Sold that property six months later for a hundred twenty thousand dollar profit, and used the profit to pay back the fifteen thousand dollar loan on the truck. on the truck. And I never, never even drove
1: had it in my garage. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I right there. Okay, this is why we're, Jason and Chuck are here.
1: We are reading different books. <laughs> we are. We were in different <laughs> schools. We are in different. H- it's like what he said,
2: Leroy. He's. He's done all that like mm, many, you know many what I mean many me? time. many, wait, many wait, times
1: uh, over. Jason, you didn't take that class at BYU. They didn't they didn't teach you that class at they BYU. Don't they don't teach you that. You had either. to find out the hard way. I did. Yeah. J- Jason, you need to write a book. Forget about Robert Kiyosaki. You need yeah, to write we'll your book. Write, we'll, we'll book. just read your book.
2: <laughs> the, the kid <laughs> from Amarilla. There, Amarilla. there you go. The, J- my, here's my, uh, that here's the book
3: title. Uh, yeah.
2: A question I have for you and Chuck, Jason, is um I know that your firm, you guys have uh a pretty big portfolio um, over, I don't know how many doors. It's over 3,000
4: isn't it? No? Almost 3,500 doors.
2: 3,500 doors. Wow. But talking to Chuck, talk to us about majority of your doors are not in Utah.
1: They're
4: not- That's right. We started our portfolio here in Utah, but <laughs> the last five to seven years, as you know, appreciation has been so high. Rental rate growth hasn't kept pace with it. There are other markets where we saw a better opportunity. And so our strongholds now are Kansas City, Missouri, Missouri, I think is what they're Missouri. Yeah. And then it's uh, misery. Misery. (laughs) (laughs) What about Texas? Dallas. Yeah. Yeah, Dallas Dallas? is our our number one spot. Oh, nice. that's
2: That's your top four states.
4: Uh, yeah, Dallas, Missouri, or uh, Texas, Missouri, Kansas, and Louisville. Utah. Louisville, Louisville, I guess. L-
1: Louisville, 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 Thirty five hundred doors. <laughs> yeah. Strong didn't even knock on that many when he was on his mission. That's right. I did. <laughs>
3: I, did. I, I, I didn't. I didn't have I to did. knock on doors.
2: It's just. It's called member referrals. Anyways, no, no. I, I like cold tracking. Me, I, I, I love. I, that's me. I, think I like I to easily do. Easily knocked on Easy, 000. me, easy. I think I did
1: that in like two months. That's like, that's no problem. I mean, you had to. They didn't have doorbells back then. <laughs> oh, he made an old joke.
2: Okay. It was a knee slapper. A little uh, knee slapper. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Nobody even laughed, but anyways, back to the real business.
2: <laughs> Those states, are they they're hotbeds. Like, you guys have a system, right? Like, you guys, because you guys, the main office is here, and you guys, all your properties are out of state. Like, talk to us about that process, and
1: you guys got people in those states?
2: We do, yeah. We have people on the ground. Mm. Uh,
4: a lot of our prof- our management teams, they're professional property managers, manage ten to 20,000 units across the country. We have a hybrid model where we have some of our in-house team that are working with those third-party teams. And then the construction piece is really where we drive our value. So we're buying old, distressed apartments, 1960s to 1980s, going in, fixing them up, improving nice. them, rebranding them, giving them a new name. Adding new amenities, Let and we have some money Releasing checks. those at a, <laughs> at a higher lease rate. Take Lincoln Square for example. Have you seen some of the old uh, units versus the new ones? When we
1: were moved here in the in 1998, we I actually worked this telemarketing. It was right here. It was called Feature Films for Family, <laughs> and they had rats run across our feet. It was right up here. This <laughs> this other thing, and it was that. It was a long time ago. But John Tate was in in it. Uh, we we had some, Rob Morris was working uh-huh. with us. Uh, our T's older brother. All of us came to work here because we had a friend that was here, Chad. Yeah, so Chad was like the manager, and we would come here. But, man, this place was a rundown back then in 98. But well, you guys did a great job. We wanted we
2: wanted your guys' office when you moved out. Me and Leroy was like, we want that office because the it's windows.
4: Be- yeah, and it's, it's beautiful. It's
2: beautiful. You guys really did a good job.
4: And so- see, that's the point. You got to sell the dream. You buy ugly and old, you get a better price.
2: The location's great.
4: Yeah, the location's location. great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we fixed it up, improved it, made it really nice. And then what we do is we sell the model unit and say we could do that for yours as well. We put in the capital and then the lease rate that someone's willing to pay for a much nicer, improved area. And it all starts with the exterior, right? Everything outside looks really nice now. We rebranded it. We resurfaced the parking lot. We put new billboard. Uh, out nice. Front. And so Chuck
1: sold good. us that dream. He suckered us into coming over he did, here. He man. did his job. Chuck, Chuck did his job. Chuck, man. Chuck got us hand, his hand over fist, it. man. He <laughs> was like, he got us in here, locked us down. So forty
4: years in the business, <laughs> right yeah. there.
2: That's the right, exactly. <laughs>
1: forty years in the business. I think he locked us into a forty-year lease. That's what I think he did. Like I didn't even read the thing. Was I was fun. like, sure, Chuck, no problem. Just, 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 sign, sign, here. just yeah. sign here. Just sign here. Yeah. No,
3: it was
1: only five years. There's a sucker like me born every day. Good thing. Well. We love chuck the the, the 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 whole thing with this with meeting you guys and listening to all this is it's so interesting because inflation is out the window. people are struggling to find different you know avenues to to feed their families, and yet you're a full time student and sacrifice the time that you need to to take care of tomorrow and that and I think that's that's what hit home to me right How next- do you
0: feel about sharing a lot of these information? Do you kind of want to be a gatekeeper? Um, because this is your success, you know. This is like the way you feed your family your your corporate. He's talking about competition, yeah.
2: Does he care about competition? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Before you answer that, he he has thirty five hundred doors. Yeah, that's like,
1: you know. I think he's beyond competition right now. He's no,
3: that, that's not counting the gas stations. Oh, I. Oh yeah, my! Have 20, How many uh, gas stations, we have Jason? Gas stations. too. We,
4: Jeez, oh, I don't know the number. We have about 200 million worth of gas stations, probably. <laughs> yeah. Our portfolio is almost half a billion now. So we've really. I just grown. want to say I'm
0: a uh,
1: punctual person. I'm pretty hardworking, <laughs> easygoing.
0: J- J- Jason,
2: I mean- so
1: that's a big kind of a, a transition. I guess not as real estate, but why gas stations? Like you went from, you know, doors and, and so why gas stations?
4: So remember, I came from Amarella. Yeah, everything has to do with oil.
1: Right, 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 right. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, let's hear it. And then you probably sell brisket sandwiches in those uh, gas stations. All right, let's hear it. That's
3: That's our money maker.
1: Here we go. Hey, I I gave you guys that for free. You did. As long as I can get a brisket sandwich. All right.
4: We do add restaurants to our gas station. That's funny that you say that. Nice. So during my decision as as far as what I was wanting to do in my career, I wanted to be a real estate investor, but when you don't come from money and have money, you can't just invest in real estate. At least I didn't know how to. So I made a decision to be a financial advisor by day and a real estate investor by night until I figured out what I was going to do in the way of real estate. And so as a financial advisor early in my career, I was very fortunate to meet some pretty affluent families and their kids, I was the financial advisor for, mm. and I sat in on some of their advanced tax strategy sessions, estate planning, and wealth strategy sessions with their wealth managers, and because I was the advisor for the kids, I got to sit in on those meetings. And one particular family had sold a real estate project for a $20 million profit and didn't pay a diamond in tax in 2013.
1: Okay, and, wait. Were they Donald Trump? Uh, they, okay. they
4: do what <laughs> Donald Trump does. Uh, right. they, that, absolutely, they I do. need to get that book. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's Tax-Free Wealth by Tom Wheelwright. That's where it is. <laughs> Tax-Free <laughs> Wealth.
1: Oh, I'm going to listen to my own podcast when I get home. Okay, go ahead. Go Tom ahead, Jason. Sorry, well. sorry, so, sorry, Jason.
4: So I thought maybe something gray and shady was going on. I don't know how you can make that much money and not pay taxes, but I reinforced my knowledge and understanding of what this real estate developer was doing. And he's utilizing depreciation loss benefits from real estate investments he's making to use against profit and income that he makes on his tax return. And it was in that- So in other
1: words, in layman's terms, his property value dropped. So he was able to write that off as a tax write-off.
4: Yeah, let me give you an example. Let's say we all pulled some capital together and bought a $10 million gas station. I love this. Okay. That $10 million gas station consists of land and building and real property, equipment, and so forth. The land does not go down in value, but the building, if you don't take care of it, does. Depreciates, right. So the IRS allows you to depreciate it, typically over what's called straight-line method depreciation, 27 and a half years, commercials 39 well, in 2017, through the Tax Cut and Jobs Act, you are allowed to take bonus depreciation, meaning you don't get any more, you just can take it sooner. So instead of having to stretch it out over 27 a long years, of time, you don't have to. You can get more of it up, it up front. front. Well, truck stops have a unique aspect in the tax code because if 50% of the revenue is coming from oil and gas, you can write all of it off except the land the majority of the time. In so, year one. If
1: you and I... In I, year one? In year one. Let's, let's say this. Tent. I've known Chuck for like almost three, four years. He's never told me any of this <laughs> stuff.
2: Chuck's mentioned about that, but not that yeah, you know, information. I, I tried to tell you. No, right. he told us, but he didn't tell us that. What Jason's telling us right now. That's right. why you got
0: to stop cutting Chuck off. Chuck's trying to give you the game. Chuck, you're, you're you know right. what? On behalf of me and my cousin, I do apologize if he try to... If you were trying to feed him information and he cut you off, I'm yeah, sorry. I, I appreciate that.
1: Yeah, I, I, I was the kid that had notes pinned to my shirt that I wasn't listening in class, so I, I'm sorry. Wait, what, what? They, they give medication to those kids now. Anyways, back to Jason. Stop cutting him off, Howard.
3: Sorry, Jason.
4: So, so probably 5%, 10% of the purchase price is allocated to land, which means 9 to $9.5 million in this example could be written off in the first year, and it's a phantom loss. It's not real. You now have a nine to nine and a half million dollar loss that you can use against other income you make on your tax return. So, does that count as so, a line so, of credit?
3: No, 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 no. no, no. So, Let me, so, if you're a 25% down investor, so right. you get a 75% mortgage, you could have what two and a half times your equity. You and I, we could all first go first year
4: loss. We could all go pay cash for the property, right? And if we all own it, uh, you know, one fifths. We'd each get a two million dollar uh, amount, Break. and yeah. yeah, each of us that'd be about one point eight, one point nine million of a write-off. We'd each get. However, we could finance it through the bank, right? And instead of putting up ten million, let's just put up two and a half million, which is five hundred k each. Well, in either example, we get the nine to nine and a half million dollar write-off pro rata. So for a five hundred thousand dollar investment down, we get a ten so that million the bank finance yeah. it. You get a one point nine million dollar loss for that five hundred K investment. If you're in the forty percent tax rate, forty percent divided by two million, that's an eight hundred thousand dollar tax savings benefit. You invest five hundred K and you get eight hundred K back before the investment's My even goodness. performed. It's incredible. <laughs>
1: before investment. it even because like
4: that's just the tax savings
3: benefit. That's before appreciation. So that's what you're
1: saying, Chuck. In yes. year one, I can take you all can- that benefit from that.
3: So so you don't really need to pay taxes. We we have a solid. Wait,
1: wait, 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 <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Wait, 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 oh, Chuck. We're gonna have to turn this yeah, off because we gotta the turn this off. IRS might <laughs> be on us right now. <laughs> I got a house for collateral right now. There's, let's uh yeah, I better I better make it. Wait, 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 to that. wait, wait, wait. Yeah, let's let <laughs> should a we have a, a disclosure to this? You know. Yeah. But anyways. <laughs> Uh, we, We're giving a
2: lot of things out right
0: now. You
1: know what? <laughs> we we need to. We really need to monetize this podcast because
2: right now, I need that tax break. Right now, Leroy is going to be talking to you. He wants to buy a gas station in Missouri.
1: <laughs>
2: I'm just saying that with
1: so uniquely when, when you guys buy these uh, gas stations, you're not even going to look at it unless you own the the property. That's what you're saying. Yeah.
4: We want to own the property and we want to make sure that 50% of the revenue or more is coming from the pump, not from the C store. So the brisket sandwiches and the ribs at Casey Joe's care about that's that. That's why I don't own it. I can't yeah. get the tax write off. I can. It. I'll just go pay for the sandwich and go buy a different gas station. Love it. Right.
1: So like yeah. a 7-Eleven, like 7-11. Do, they, do they own their properties?
4: Bucky's quick trips. Some of them are franchised Maverick. You can't buy. So it, you, it depends on the operator. We're not the operator's. We want good operators operating the store. We just want to
3: own.
0: Yeah, so you're just going nice to come in and own, own it. Real you real don't real want to operate it.
3: For yeah, for yeah, we'll, we'll sign a 20-year yeah, lease with the
0: operator. Yeah. Long, long-term lease. Wow, that's... I mean, I'm punctual. My, my, I'm a hard worker. My lease is still longer worker. than that,
1: Chuck, that oh, yeah. you signed with me. My my, my, <laughs> my lease is... Jason, you hear that? He said you'll sign a 20-year lease. I think he signed, made me sign a 20-year lease <laughs> in Lincoln Square. You guys are going to come back and you do a podcast again, a, episode 5,000. I'll still be here. Leasing this out,
4: he probably did some kind of five percent escalator every year.
1: <laughs> oh, you guys are Gave laughing! You a balloon oh, rate. You guys are laughing. I think Chuck got me when we were talking about fishing. No, you know? it was only three
0: percent. Hey, Jason's laughing on that balloon rate though. <laughs>
1: all I gotta say is the the unique thing about polynesian people Hustler. Oh, we change our numbers yeah. and our social security number as fast as you can tell you it's there good you find go. finding us not just playing.
2: this don't no worry because we're gonna buy this place
3: I,
1: we 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 have a, a unique opportunity to ask on a different level because as polynesians and as minorities they don't give information like this out for and so no yeah, we just don't know people that that would do it. And like I said, Chuck, I've known him for years. He didn't he didn't want to give me any kind of nuggets. That we had to take Jason up in here. But the the good thing is, is that as a reference, a lot. That's another thing. That's because who did you? That's that's my question leading up to it. Who did you have to reference all these ideas? Because you talked about your dad. Did he was a blue collar worker, probably. I don't know what kind of yeah. job he is. And then made thirty five k a year. Yeah, and so who did you like? learn this from or motivate you? Because I know you talked about the book, but nobody just gave you this book to just say, start reading this. What, what who was the person that was kind of mentored you through this process? So, and don't say God, we already know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I
4: did invest in the books, uh, my reading the books. And then once I started to take action and, and buy property, I had to learn what is an LLC and what does it do for me? How do I find a good CPA that can give me good tax advice? At um, what age
1: was this happening? I'm early
4: twenties. 20s. 20s. I, I bought a fourplex in my early twenties and got into the game and started here and in Utah County. Here in Utah County, Pleasant you will Grove. never
1: be able to buy that in Pleasant Grove. EG, so baby.
4: Yeah, it's uh yeah the new the new uh, Walmart out there. There's a billboard at the red light. <laughs> I called it the billboard fourplex. That was my first. Uh, I live fourplex. right there. He lives right behind
2: the Walmart.
1: I no, live you right. Don't. Yeah, he does I do. Garden Drive. We, it's Linden, but when you come around to the Walmart, it's... Yeah, I, I live right okay. there. I live on 370 North... I don't want to tell everybody my, my yeah. Answers, don't, 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 don't ask for your address. I'm just trying to tell Jason I live right there, like yeah, right behind that so Walmart. So you bought that fourplex right there. I know exactly where that fourplex is.
4: I bought that fourplex in 2011, and uh, I had all my down payment money back in less than two months. I got the first-time homebuyer credit... I got uh, the security deposits transferred. I got prorated rents and a first month of rent without any mortgage payment because they collected up front. And I had the seller pay my closing cost. And so I put down 20 grand. I had 20 grand back in less than two months. And I was sold that real estate is the best asset class that I should be investing in. And at that time, I only needed three fourplexes to be able to retire. Because I didn't have any kids and a family yet and realizing how expensive they were. And so my goals were really low at the at the time. But uh, as things, you know, progressed, I realized, wow. We real went to different schools.
0: We, we live on we a different planet. We have to end
1: this podcast. I got to take care of some. We, let, let me just tell you this. But you had to live in there. Yes.
4: yes. To, to get that low get of the a down payment. <laughs> yeah. See how my mind's
1: working? I'm thinking of because I have older kids make them live in there, but that won't work. It has to be in their name, though to To order, to they, get that benefit of the first time buyer, fourplex, all that kind of stuff. The,
4: the borrower has to owner occupy it to get the better interest rate and the higher leverage, because the banks know that if it's your primary residence, there's a lot lower likelihood of default and that you'll make your payments even during tough times. Like
1: I'm so negative that I feel like if I went in to go get the same thing you would get, they would pull the rug underneath me. Do these still exist? Do these programs still exist now that yeah. I can do that? That You could walk in and do this right now. Because this happened when you were in your 20s.
4: The thing that makes it tough now is qualifying with the income being strong enough to offset the mortgage payment yeah, and the other cost. Because financing. But you had money
1: saved. saved. You could show that yeah, you had money saved. in –
4: I had the rent income, which you could still have in any property now. And you can use the rent
2: income that. when you get the loan. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, that you that, use that to qualify. That, that, was, use that. that was my example okay. at Wells
4: Fargo for a single-family home. They'd only qualify me for two hundred seventy k with right. my thirty thousand dollar year income. But with the but with the fourplexes, three units of income that I would have achieved by owning that pushed it pushed you over. It allowed me to qualify for a four hundred thirty-four thousand dollar fourplex because that income was just barely enough. Yeah, and so it helped me qualify. And it's an FHA loan product. It's available to anyone today. It's just a little harder to get now with that high of a leverage because uh, interest rates are so much higher than they were then.
2: I told Chuck he's going to help me uh, guide me through because I'm going to buy a fourplex as well. I told, remember Chuck? Yeah, told we talked you. about it. Yeah, yep. I'm going to help me walk wa- walk me through that. That's awesome. Man, these two guys, man, they're just they just what? Gimme, give gimme, give gimme give hey. right now. Just- uh, uh, Leroy, should, Leroy, <laughs> should we? Should we talk about the um, Chuck? What do you guys call that? What's that thing where you have people put money in a pool?
3: Syndication fund? No, the your guys' fund that you guys crowdfunding. Yeah, Yeah. well, we have we have a since we do syndications, but we also have uh, investment funds. Do you want to speak to that, Jason? I mean, yeah,
4: we have uh, a syndication is usually a one off deal that you pull capital with investors to go into one property. A fund is five to seven core properties that you pull capital for, but you diversify between several properties, and we offer both at different times, not during the same time. Uh, Right now we're doing a mini fund where you could go into a multifamily housing project, like the example I was talking about, Older Apartment Complex in Dallas actually is where this one is. Uh, We also have something called an Opportunity Zone Fund, where someone that sells a company and comes into a large taxable gain, they can defer that gain and possibly uh, permanently eliminate the gain by investing in an opportunity zone fund. That's a project we're doing out in Kauai. And then uh, the last one is the truck stop. We have one in Miami, ten and a half million dollar deal, nine and a half, nine and a quarter cap rate. I yep. think is what it yep. is.
3: The cap rate is the return. So we're hoping to get
4: a almost a ten percent cash on cash return. That means how soon is that return though? The, the cash on cash return; it's right liquid away. and available first year, and so you invest a you know million dollar investment. Right. You could expect on a ten percent cash on cash return a hundred thousand dollars that just, year. Just, but flow. if you
1: wanted to roll it back into something else that you're doing, you just
4: our hold periods usually three years, and so our hope is to buy the gas station for a nine and a quarter cap rate, and in three years after the cash flow, sell it sell for it. an eight cap cap rate, and by that get some equity upside through appreciation in addition to the cash flow that we enjoyed along the way and the meaningful tax benefit that some of the investors really are seeking to shelter income if they're in a strong tax bracket. Um, One thing, Leroy, too, if I may, just for clarity, everyone can get this depreciation loss benefit that I was just mentioning. How you utilize it depends on your own unique financial situation and how you file your taxes if you're a passive real estate investor, the depreciation loss is a passive loss and only shelters passive income. If you're an active real estate professional, more... the loss becomes an active loss, and active losses can be used against any income. W-2 income, earned oh, income.
1: Oh, any income. So if so you want to Actively active.
2: income.
4: Okay. And that's the key. I am an active real estate investor. My wife used to be. Mm. And so that $9.5 million loss in that gas station example, Mm -hmm. if you could have that loss be an active loss, that loss can shelter signing bonuses. It can do W-2 income. It can do portfolio income, passive income. And that's the difference maker. And that's how the wealthy protect their income from being taxable and allows them to pay a significantly lower amount legally and reinvest that money into more assets in order to grow their wealth. And that's what I learned from this family and that was probably who I would say was more my mentor as I read books and I saw someone doing this in a in a way that I never had even thought of or or had in a way I had a rich dad and a poor dad, and I was learning. I <laughs> did, mm. I did, and that's why the book really meant a lot to me because I saw it firsthand.
1: Man, I, I love my parents, but I had a rich, I had a poor dad and a poor mom. So, <laughs>
2: right there, I'm just I'm batting a thousand already. So, Uh-oh. man, all these nuggets, man, we appreciate it, man. Oh,
3: absolutely, yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Well, we appreciate you inviting us. Yeah,
0: good. we appreciate all the uh, knowledge that you've shared with us, and along all the podcast listeners.
1: Yeah, we. We, we, we have a broad spectrum, like you said, of people that listen to our podcast. And we always, we, we have people that always talk about, you know, give us suggestions on what we can talk about. And this has been good because, I mean, God willing, a lot of us, uh, you know, have different doors and opportunities coming up. And we want to be able to take advantage of that, you know, be able to have that opportunity. So I appreciate the, the info. We, we need to have you guys back. Chuck, man, I got to fix my 20 year lease in this place right now because. I
3: thought you were, were going to say, I, I got to fix my fly casting motion. <laughs>
1: so, who was I talking to oh. that that told me to go, come fly fishing with him? Oh, my next door neighbor. His name is Mac. Yeah. You guys got to, we, we got to go there. I I just don't like to get in the water, you know? That's
3: why you wear waders.
1: Still, it's cold. And then oh, if beautiful. you got to go to the bathroom, do you just go in the waders? That's gross.
3: No, no, you don't do that.
1: Yeah. So you know we we'll talk about <clears throat> that is a problem. Yeah. So <laughs> you wear a diaper. The, the interesting <laughs> is the the interesting thing about all this is we you guys just seem like regular people. You just you know walk in or and, and when you talk about the millions that respectfully, you respectfully respectfully okay <laughs> they, they, you know you, you talk about all the 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 properties that you you handle and stuff like that. I'm really <laughs> impressed because. That's that's the background we come from. We we don't come from a, a Donald Trump type of uh, you know. No. <laughs> yeah, that that kind of stuff and so I, I like the hard working stuff and Jason and Chuck, man. I need to jump in that that Harris Investment stuff, you know, and, and see what's going on, but This hopefully, was fun. Thank yeah. you. This was we, great. We, we, I appreciate yeah, thank you, you
0: guys it. for coming out.
1: Like I said, it's therapy. It's therapy. It's therapy. Sure. Yeah, so sure. is any last words, Chuck? Go you, f-
0: go fishing.
3: Go Cougars. Go Cougars. Go Cougars.
0: You know, you gotta play the family reunion song for Jason so he could play at his next reunion. Uh, so let me just tell you
1: about this. Polynesian families, they they make T shirts for everything, funerals, everything, and they make songs for their family reunion. Strons' family has a rap song that they play. <laughs> Even the elderly to <laughs> yeah. this stuff. Yeah. So we're gonna That's take awesome. it out with we're gonna take this out with his family reunion song. All right, Jason, you got any last words?
4: No, this was awesome. Thank you. All right, straight,
2: straight. Yeah. You got anything? No, man. Appreciate you guys, man. Man, I hope you didn't get a 20 year lease that Chuck hooked on you, man. No, man. I just appreciate Chuck because I'm getting the the corner, the <laughs> corner lot. So there you go. Appreciate we appreciate it. We need, I'll, be, I'll be here soon, Chuck. Yeah. Just let you know we're gonna be Save we're gonna have to negotiate.
1: Let's, let's buy this building, you know. So <laughs> then, what, and what then what our problem. Polynesian people people, like you know, those guys that were on the show, they helped those guys buy that building.
2: That's, That's right. the goal, man. We got to start somewhere.
3: Let's do it. We're, we'll talk seller financing.
1: All right, let's take this out with the <laughs> with the with, the, with family reunion song. All right,
0: I hey. Hey. hey yeah. And thank everybody for listening to Girl Good Story. Slow down that crime whenever I come around, man. Thanks.